more about when Philip asked me to, to give a quick uh, kind of uh, presentation. We talked about what, 20 minutes or so? 20, 30 minutes? Um, and I, I, and he, basically the brief, brief for that is just talk about the fourth industrial revolution, disruption, what's happening. Um, personally, I'm a, a smart technology entrepreneur. Um, my, my area of expertise is in machine intelligence, artificial intelligence. Um, it's been a, a wonderful ride so far. I'm super excited about the future and, and also how this particular technology is going to disrupt all industries. Um, so what I would like to do with this talk is just to um, give you a kind of an overview. Um, a lot of people are probably aware of the fourth industrial revolution. I like to call it the smart technology era. Um, so what I would like to do is maybe start off quickly with that. Um, I'm not going to go, uh, so just quickly from an agenda perspective, um, I was just thinking about the talk. Uh, I want to start with the fourth industrial revolution. Um, and then I want to talk about probably the key or one of the key exponential technologies in the fourth industrial revolution, which is artificial intelligence. Um, and then I want to talk about some examples. Um, and I've been giving this talk and variations of this talk um, at Silicon Cape, also at Barclays Rise, um, and we're going to have some meetups, MIA meetups here as well. We'll be talking more about machine intelligence, artificial intelligence. Really looking forward to that. Um, and, and the interesting thing is, if you think about all these companies, um, even that's, uh, that's here, um, there's, there's opportunities around data to create, to unlock further value. And artificial intelligence, machine intelligence plays a tremendous role, I think, there. Um, and then finally, um, if there's time, I want to talk about the Machine Intelligence Institute of Africa um, and Pius, where's Pius? Well, there he is. So he sent a, a very nice project, collaborative project between Launch Lab and MIA. And I actually want to share a little bit, if that's okay. I'll just talk a little bit about that as well. I'm quite excited about that, I think. Um, that looks pretty good for 2017. So, uh, yeah, quickly, my background, I'm not going to go into details there, Jamie's given already an intro, but really for me the key thing right through everything here is the application of artificial intelligence, machine intelligence. And as we are generating so much data right now, especially driven by the Internet of Things as well, um, the need for really seamless unlocking of, of value from data is, is tremendous. And we've got fantastic tools now the processing power, storage, all of those type of things to make it possible. So I wanted to really talk about that. Uh, so the fourth industrial revolution, um, who, who've heard about this, the fourth industrial revolution? Okay, so it sounds like it's not a term that's, that's that familiar. So um, the World Economic Forum um, actually talked quite a bit about this earlier this year. There's a book produced by their president, um, Klaus Schwab, um, talking about the fourth industrial revolution. And basically, it, it's, it's, it's really fundamentally going to alter the way we live, work, and, and relate to one another. So it's, it's immense. And it's not only machine intelligence, there's, there's some other exponential technologies as well. I'll refer to them as well. Um, and I think there's great opportunity to create innovation um, at the intersection of these technologies. And the way we define the fourth industrial revolution is um, it's, it's, it's really a fusion of new technologies that are blurring the lines between the physical, the digital, and the biological worlds. And it's really impacting all disciplines, economies, and industries. And you will, add, you will see another thing there, 
also challenging ideas about what it means to be human. Um, and and uh, if you think about augmented intelligence, you think about implantables, wearable, all sorts of different things. Uh, they talked talk about the quantified self. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how things evolve. Um, I've got a few quotes. I'm not going to go through everyone. I just want to highlight some quotes um, uh, from business leaders and government leaders. Um, uh, there was attending the World Economic Forum. And there was just one quote here. We cannot wait until there are massive dislocations in our society to prepare for the fourth industrial revolution. Paul Kagame here in Africa and Rwanda, President of Rwanda was saying the opportunity to raise the quality of life is the biggest business opportunity. And I think it, we, we are set to actually do that. Um, John Chambers uh, of Cisco mentioned, uh, if you don't innovate fast, disrupt your industry, disrupt yourself, you'll be left behind. And, and that's why uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely critical to be aware of the reality, exactly what's going on. There's a saying from Ray Dalio, truth is, a, uh, is the accurate understanding of reality, but truth is the essential foundation for producing good outcomes. And it's very important to have a real good understanding of what's happening in the market and, it's, and understanding the underlying dynamics and, and all the different technologies that interplay. Um, so, a few other comments here. Uh, Klaus Swaps just mentioned there's never been a time for greater promise and greater peril. So, it's definitely going to disrupt and affect a bunch of things. So, uh, this is slide is just talking about the, the various states, just take you through the roadmap map of the industrial revolutions. I think the first one used water and steam to power, um, to mechanize production. The second one was focused on creating mass production using electricity. Third one is, is using electronics and information technology to automate production. And the fourth one is really focused on smart automation. Um, and again, the definition that I've provided earlier on. So I think that gives a, a nice summary of, of that. And then there's the question is why not uh, prolongation of the third industrial revolution? Um, and, and really what, what we've noticed here, I think if you think about um, the Ubers, the Airbnbs, those type of companies as well, um, and even what Google is doing, we, we're looking at disruption in various industries, industries being disrupted. And it's also the speed of the current breakthroughs, there's no historical precedent, and we also see it evolving at an exponential rather than linear pace. Uh, the scope is also every industry, every country, doesn't matter if you're a third world country, a third world country, same thing. And we also see a system impact. So it's transformation of the entire systems of production, management and, gov and governance. So it's a whole spectrum. Um, and what makes it interesting, we, we've got all these phones, which is really like a supercomputer. And if you, multi if you look at the possibilities of billions of people connected with phones, you think about the Internet of Things, we talk about 20, 20, 25 or 20 billion devices connected. Uh, we talk about 50 trillion gigabytes of data. And you look at the possibilities are unlimited, but if you multiply that with the possibilities of these exponential technologies like artificial intelligence, robotics, the Internet of Things, autonomous vehicles, 3D printing, nanotechnology, biotechnology, all of these type of things, even quantum computing, um, it's, it just increases that and, and uh, makes it super, super interesting. I've got one slide uh, here that just referring, you can see this kind of exponential growth being visualized, but you can see also the various technologies um, really coming and being fused. Uh, there's the, the listed there, but really fused to actually 
help to accelerate this whole thing, this exponential growth path. Um, just maybe pick one slide back. If you think about artificial intelligence, um, I think what we're seeing now, it's silently creeping into everything. It's, it's all around us. Um, so you've heard about obviously the driving cars and drones and these virtual assistants. That's one area that I'm focusing on quite a bit right now, is, uh, is part of the new tech revolution. And if you think about virtual assistants and advisors, it's, it's really kind of helping to abstract technology. So just our way of interacting with, with buildings, with people, with computers. Uh, in the future, we won't need keyboards. It would just be, you would just be talking um, and, and things, it understands, um, that type of thing. So it's, um, it's, it's becoming really, really interesting. Um, software that translate or invest, um, then discovering new drugs. So, uh, artificial intelligence being utilized for that, um, also predicting cultural interests, uh, all of those type of things. Now, just quickly on machine intelligence or artificial intelligence, um, what was interesting, and I've just got some things that I've highlighted for myself here and I'd like to communicate, fundamental changes happening simultaneously. So we, we see this through infinite data. It's really becoming infinite. So, um, and it's not only structured, uns it's unstructured data, the so-called dark data. And we're generating new streams of information. Um, even if you think about the series and so forth, you're capturing, what, what effectively happens there is you're capturing new types of data as well. And we do have the ability to store that alongside all the other information. Um, and basically what's happening, um, there's also efficiency, efficiencies through self-learning and uh, the ability to bring machine interaction even closer to human interaction. That's the cognitive things that I've talked about. Um, you will see that IBM, for instance, with their Watson, is, is building the whole company on this. This is uh, the cognitive, they talk about uh, cognitive computing. Uh, they also refer to cognitive internet of things. And this is the way they position it. And they want to really enhance and help um, us on that front. But what's interesting, if you think about, I've got an acronym for the big major tech players um, called, um, well, GAFA Bibat. And it's, it's the Googles, the Apples, the, the Facebooks, the Amazon. Um, then you've got Microsoft, you've got IBM, you've got Baidu. If you think about the Chinese guys as well, Baidu, Alibaba, and you've got Tencent as well. So and there's, there's others as well. They are effectively all vying for the artificial intelligence throne, the AI throne, and they're gathering enough data um, and to, to do that. What we also see um, artificial intelligence being commoditized to a certain extent because you, it's been bundled behind APIs. Um, we see that quite a bit. So you will see AI as a service. Um, and then other things that I wanted to quickly mention is just the, the virtual, basically what you will see is virtual labor to automate knowledge-based tasks. Um, so, so it's so it's going to be very interesting going forward. It's not only the um, low-end type of jobs that will be disrupted. We talk about really high-end jobs potentially as well. So, very very interesting times. Uh, just cognitive computing. I've already mentioned cognitive IoT. Um, then there's also the combination of artificial intelligence and blockchain. I don't know who use. Uh, uh, is there any companies here that's using blockchain? So there's one blockchain, two. Um, very disruptive technology as well. So, and when you think about AI and blockchain, there's some interesting papers on 
decentralized autonomous organizations uh, where this contracts, like the smart contract is driven by artificial intelligence. I think we're moving to a, towards a future where you will see those type of things as well. There's also quite a bit of focus on AI safety and the positive impact on humanity. So people are probably familiar with OpenAI. Elon Musk and a few others invested a billion dollars, uh, started to invest a billion dollars in that. It's actually a non-profit organization. But there's other organizations that really focus on how can we utilize this powerful technology in, in a positive way. Okay, so this slide is just um, showing the evolution of analytics. Um, and you will see descriptive. So what happened addresses those, that question. Diagnostic is why, why did it actually happen. Predictive is what could happen. Prescriptive is how to make it happen. And I think where cognitive is positioned is uh, really on top of that because it embraces this, but it's, it's about proactive action, it's learning at scale, it's about reasoning with purpose, and it's also interacting naturally with humans as well. So we try to, to, to let the technology work for us and, and support us. And it's really, if you look at it from this perspective, what we want to do for humans is to connect the dots, help them to connect the dots faster and smarter for more informed decisions to drive better outcomes. Um, so that's that. So just very, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, this is the machine intelligence landscape and what it was produced in 2015 by Bloomberg Beta, also a VC group in Silicon Valley. Um, and what was interesting from this, just on a high level, this is all pretty much new startups in the area, it started in 2015, but um, what they've done here is to look at core technologies and then rethinking enterprise. And all of the companies that you see here is looking at how can we um, disrupt enterprise from a sales perspective, security, authentication, fraud perspective, HR perspective, marketing perspective, etc. But not only that, also we need to rethink industries. And probably all the companies that's, that's here, represented here, is, will fall into one of these brackets. Except what we see here is, is companies that's really focused on the application of artificial intelligence in those industries. So you'll see ad tech, agriculture, we've got my smart farm for instance, example of a company that's using artificial intelligence in that space, but there's, there's, there's others as well. Education, finance, legal, manufacturing, medical, etc. Um, and here it's even talking about rethinking humans, the human computer interface. Um, so, very, very interesting. So the picture for 2016 looks like this, more or less the same, but what you see is agents on top, you see autonomous systems, um, you, again you see the enterprise, but now you've got quite a bit of stuff on platforms uh, as well. We talk about vision, audio, industrial, IoT, those type of things. So it's a, it's a fast moving field. Uh, we're not going to go into details here, but it's quite interesting. When you look at startups, and if, even if I look at my previous startups, uh, even Season Systems that Philip is familiar with, um, it, it falls into one of these eight categories. Um, and, and basically, if you look at this, if you look at machine intelligence, artificial intelligence companies, it's all around data initially. So you either work with a broad data set or a focused data set. They call them lasers. Broad data sets, panopticons. But then you also need to think about the business problems being solved. So. What you find is, is also companies focused on uh, fixing workflows. And, and we call that as kind of the magic wands. Then the alchemist is the promise to turn your data into to gold. 
So I would say my previous, my first company, C-Sense, was really kind of an alchemist because, in a certain sense, because we we were able to, to use the C-Sense software to do rapid process troubleshooting, to do solution development, and actually deploy the systems in real time or in a scheduled way. But it also fixed a workflow because it helped you to actually bridge the gap from offline to online and actually make it part and parcel of a automated solution as well. So, but, but if, you, if you look at your company and you focus on, 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 on artificial intelligence or data stuff, you, you will probably see it somewhere here. Then agents is typically the, the, the advisors, the, the assistants, and those type of things would probably fit in there. Um, anyway, so there, there's, uh, there's a, a range of um, categ uh, categories there. Okay, so I'm probably going to skip some of this here. I don't know who's familiar with artificial intelligence. The next few slides are slides that I've presented um, um, earlier on where people want to know a bit more about artificial intelligence and so forth. And maybe I'll show one or two slides and then skip to the, the, the applications and examples. Um, so artificial intelligence is, is really um, the definition for this. It's a branch of computer science that develops machines and software with intelligence. That's the shortest definition. Then part of that, you've probably heard, heard the term machine learning. And machine learning is really a branch of artificial intelligence that concerns itself with the construction and study of systems that can learn from data. So it's all about that. So it's a perfect world right now for machine learning because we've got lots and lots of data available. And then deep learning is probably the crown jewel right now because the Google, the Facebook, everybody's using it in so many different ways. And, and we see the result of that, so we can see our pictures being recognized straight away, Facebook and so forth. Deep learning is behind all of that. And really, if you look at deep learning, it is, it is real, it's really about what it tries to do is to model high levels of abstraction. So you just build this deep neural nets um, that can actually form these abstractions and maybe on a lower level recognize edges and corners, and then you can build up from there, for instance, uh, uh, eyes or certain features and you can build up a face or whatever object. So that's an example for, for vision, but you can do the same kind of thing with auditory or any other type of application. So and it works pretty well, but you need enough data. So that, that is, is critical. Okay, so I'm going to skip a few slides here because this is more technical. Um, and, and maybe just some examples. We talked about deep learning examples. Google is using it for search, advertising, speech recognition, photos, YouTube, translate, street views, maps, everywhere. Um, and you can do these kind of things. If you think about semantics, really, truly, machines that understand. Um, so you can create this vector representation of words where you put it in, a, in space and you can see that man and woman is related or uncle and aunt or king and queen. Uh, and etc. So you can it, it can actually derive this in a mathematical way, which makes it really interesting. Um, then you see these kind of machine translations, um, object recognition, stuff like that that you're familiar with. And in the last year or two or three, um, you will see this kind of thing where it can actually do image captioning. So you can look at a photo, and it can say that one there on the left, a man holding a tennis racket on a tennis court. This one is two pizzas sitting on top of a stove oven. Uh, this one is a group of young people playing a game of frisbee, so it actually recognizes it accurately, but this is interesting, this looks like a kite, but it says, a man flying through the air while riding a snowboard. <laughs> so, um, so quite, quite, quite creative. Um, okay, so I'll skip that. Um, there was a few presentations, just quickly on applications, before I 
talk a little bit about Mia and, and Launch Lab. How much time do we have? A few minutes? Five minutes. Okay, so I'll wrap up. Uh, so, in, in, so deep learning in finance, for instance, there's applications in, in, in blockchain. You'll see robo-advisor and virtual banking assistance. And the banks are, well, NetBank, all the different banks are super interested in how we can apply this and utilize this. Um, financial forecasting, stock market prediction, um, those are all typical applications. And, and I just wanted to, f so some of my, my companies right now is focused on intelligent virtual assistants. Um, and, and one of them is focused actually on the manufacturing industry. I'm doing this in collaboration with guys in the US, old General Electric uh, colleagues of mine. But this is just stuff that's been kind of news articles or people were saying, get Apple Watch, intelligent virtual assistants are the next tech revolution. Um, even um, at Google, uh, they were saying the same type of thing. Um, the third wave of computing, the next big tech revolution will be in your ear. Um, terrifying conveniently, AI assistants can give you the news, order your pizza and tell you a joke. All you have to do is trust them completely. Okay. Uh, so that's maybe... Uh <laughs> okay, so Bennett is a quick example of a highly personalized virtual production assistant to, to really help you be effective at work and, and, and help you to... to, um, uh, to to access performance information in a manufacturing knowledge context, but also um, supporting safety incidents, for instance, where you can see your, your cell phone is juggling or there's a problem and you can start a safety workflow straight away. And there's communication around that. Uh, but everything around troubleshooting, daily experience capturing, putting you in contact with experts, querying, querying for instance, um, um, manufacturing corporate knowledge, as part of the conversation, those type of things. So there's huge opportunities to, to add value on multiple levels. Um, okay, part of wrap-up. So we've got this, it's quite interesting. If you look at this, is just uh, last month, there were some um, conferences in London just talking about deep learning in finance summit. You will see all the players and people that's represent, or companies represented there. And, and at the same summit, they talk about chatbots so, and, and various industries as well. Okay, so I'm going to skip some of this. This is just more examples in finance. Just very quickly, the Machine Intelligence Institute of Africa, um, it's really a non-profit, so, and it's an innovative community, an accelerator for machine intelligence, data science, research and applications, and we are currently more than 250 people. Um, and, and this is just some of the, the companies involved. Now I've got the Launch Lab also here. We're planning some collaborative um, activities as well, and you will see Rise and Silicon Cape and so forth also represented there. Um, if you go to the machine intelligence uh, Africa.org website, you will see a, a lot of details. But this is just showing we've launched it in uh, April, May of this year, and just from there, it's been growing all the time. And, um, and, and it really, it's, it's just personally, it's provided me with lots of. Context and a network of people that's interested in the application of machine intelligence and data science, and we actually collaborate and work together and, and forming companies and doing stuff like this. And this is really for the community, it's to support us um, in, in, in building and helping to transform Africa using this, this type of technologies. Um, anyway, so there's that, so I'm gonna quickly skip that, and just finally. Um, and Pius, where are you? Here you are. So, so this is this is your proposal that you've 
obviously part of the launch lab, the hardware for humanity project. And, and what I like about this is just um, the, the broad vision in terms of what things we can do, what is the key activities we talk about, workshops, meetups, events, summits, all sorts of projects. You can bring in scholars from um, overseas as well. You want to share, you want to learn more. Um, and you can focus on the crown hotspots as well in, in Africa. But we talked about some streams of data as well. So the first stream is entrepreneurship, innovation, and future trends, um, aspects of human potential. Stream two is focused on innovation, artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, etc. Um, and then the last two streams right through is, is uh, leadership, community, sustainable development goals in Africa in the future, and then Launch Lab, MIA kind of developer zone. So exciting, we obviously need to flesh out a lot of more things here, but um, I like the ideas here. We all want to work together. I think it's all about collaboration. Um, in, in my previous talks, and I, I'm not going to uh, talk too much about that, but I just want to say, I, I've suggested, if you think about the broader ecosystem, um, a kind of a fourth industrial revolution, education, entrepreneurship ecosystem, you can have like the launch lab, you can have community um, uh, groups or organizations like MIA, for instance, but there's government, there's regional tech hubs. And what I would love to see is that we all collaborate and work together. And, and because I think our strength is also in working together and solving the problems. And we've got tremendous problems to solve in all the industries, energy, education, agriculture, finance, etc. cetera. Um, and uh, so I would love to see that. Anyway, so I've got quite a bit on this later on, but I think that's probably it for now. So, let's <laughs> start. Any questions or anything? Good stuff. So, what's next, Philip? JD. What's next? Uh, I just, uh, I don't know about you, but that feels like compressed lifespan, 25 years experience done in about 15 minutes. So, I would just like to say thank you on behalf of Thanks. Launch Lab and our community. Appreciate it. Button that. Thank you. Um, I would just also like to say thank you to all of you.